Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another month of the Lazarus Pit. Um, I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime on the Heroes for Hire podcast. Oh, just a case. That is Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how's it going? I'm I, look. I was I was good, Connor, up until about one hour and forty two minutes ago, and mm. b- yeah. by God, this the hat was not kind this month. Pe- people have seen the title. Yeah, Pe- people know what we've been through. Um, I I have to start off this review uh, this month. Um, if you don't know, this is the Lazarus Pit, where we go back to review one sh- movie every single month. Started out as comic book movies. Now it's just literally yeah. anything. And every month, we give people the chance to recommend movies. And they all get thrown into a hat and we pick out a movie. And this movie has been recommended more than any other movie that we've ever had yeah. on The Lazarus Pit. Yeah, it has. Um, we had avoided it for up to... I don't know when this came out. Uh, hang on. I, 2019? I 2018? 2019? We were doing the podcast 2021 at the time. it came out oh. in the United Kingdom. Ah, right. I see. Well, we, yes. we've, we reviewed the trailers for this twice. Yes. We talked many yeah. times on Movie Mondays about how terrible this film looked. And then yes. you and lovely the mov- people the movie is <laughs> decided, oh, let's make them watch it contractually. Can I just, I just wanted to start out, this might not, this might not go with the vibe of the show. Oh. But can I just say a quick and swift, fuck you to everyone who recommended <laughs> this. <laughs> 
This is, I said this to Connor before we started recording, I legitimately did not enjoy watching this. Like, not even in a funny, oh, it's terrible Irish accents kind of way. This is genuinely an awful film to watch. No, like, at the end of it, I felt empty. (laughs) I felt cheated, is how I felt. My life was worse for having sat through this. Yeah. And only because we do this show and ye lovely evil people recommended this enough that it got pulled out. Because I watched this with my girlfriend with the hopes that we would just riff at it and just laugh and, like, take the piss. And like, yeah, like one of those movies. Yeah, but, like, then it got to, like, a point in the middle and I realised none of us had spoken for half an hour <laughs> and we were just, like, don't, like... Just blandly watching this shit unfold on the screen. <laughs> like, I just really wanted to get that swift, quick fuck off or fuck yeah, you to fuck all the you. listeners. Um, it might be the only review we ever insult them to start it off, but this, like, we've watched there. We've done some we've dog Spider-Man shit 3. on this show. Oh, like, real bad. Real bad. But this one hurts movies. more. This, yeah. This hurts more. Because ye thought. Ye thought this would be funny. Oh, lads, you're in for a rough you ride. Ma- <laughs> you made Sean sad. <laughs> you ruined my Sunday afternoon. <laughs> um, so, Sean, look, this movie, of course, everyone knows we're talking about Wild Mountain Time. Mm. Um, everyone's seen it in the title. So, look, this came out, it's directed by John Patrick Shadley. Uh, written by John Patrick Shadley. Oh. Based off the play by John Patrick Shadley. Um, That's something I want to touch on, actually. Because mm. it's very evident that this was based on a play. Because oh, any time a character's speaking, they're just monologuing. They're not, like, interacting yeah. or talking with anyone else. They're just saying their lines out to an audience. Do you know that this movie... Throughout the whole process, me and you did movies in college, mm. and we produced some real. I I'm going to put it out there: some god awful shite some movies. Some absolute shit. Yeah. You give a bunch of nineteen year olds a camera and go go make a movie. It's going to be shit. Also, you okay? have no money. <laughs> yeah, you have no money, lads. Right. So, I was watching this and thinking to myself, this is worse. Than some of the projects I worked on in college where I got like a C and they were bad. They were, yeah. Um, like, I, like I, I did work on some good productions in college. Oh, yeah, good productions as well. Like, they do happen. When you get better. Yeah, yeah. After, the, after, you know, year three of the fucking degree, you start to be a bit fucking competent. <laughs> but this movie just, it never rose above. Like, I could, I could see the lad holding the camera. As I was watching mm. it. Like, that's how it yeah. felt. I was like, I'm very clearly watching a film right now. And do you want to know the budget for this movie? Do you, do you know the budget no. or would you like to guess? Two million? $5.5 million Jesus. was the budget for this movie. <laughs> Why and how? And, well, I know how because... Where? No, but where, Sean, is the great question. One thing. One thing I will praise about this movie, all right? And it's that... They had a drone. They, oh, they did have a drone. I imagine... That was given to them by Tourism Ireland so that they could get new shots for their fucking ads. But... And the 
boys were like, this is the only camera we have. <laughs> we may use this. We're drawing in everything, boys. Uh, no, like, the set design and the locations in this movie are really well done. Like, there's, an old, like, the farmhouse where Christopher Walken lives. Uh, yeah. I buy that as an Irish house. Now, maybe they just found that house and filmed in there. They didn't actually dress it very much. because 100% that's what happened. Because yeah. two things about this budget is that I wager a lot of it went on, the th- like, the actors. Uh, mm-hmm. Emily Blunt, John Hamm, um, Christopher Walken. Dornan. Jamie Dornan. Um, but also... The amount of production companies involved with this movie. <laughs> That's so funny. The first point I have, and we're going to get into the movie. Um, just actually, first, I went on IMDb to find some trivia. Oh. I sometimes think it's fun on this show. Maybe I'll throw a few bits of trivia that I found out through research. Yeah. Um, there's only one piece of trivia on IMDb, and it just says, the Irish press were disappointed with the accents in this movie. Fuck, were we? Oh, <laughs> so the fir- my first point in my notes, which I always take every movie, is holy shit! There's so many studios. There's like eight studios. <laughs> I counted seven. 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 Right. Yeah. Like, and I think part of that is because this, like, nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted it, but also funding wise, Ireland is very good to make movies in. You can claim back like forty percent of the cost. Uh, but then, like, the sound is done in America. And then there's other stuff done in France. Like, it's all spread around just to, like, up the budget and the things they can do with this film. So maybe that's why, like, it feels like a half a million euro film because they just really made that money stretch. It's it's like a running gag at the start. Like, Lionsgate comes in and I'm like, okay, well... Okay, grand. Because, you know, like, we've all watched a movie... And it does the it does the promotion for whatever studio it is. Paramount or fucking like, okay, Marvel or anything yeah. like that. L- Lionsgate comes in, I'm like, cool, it's Lionsgate. Then Likely Story comes in. I'm like, okay, so there's two studios. Yeah. Then Marquee Pictures comes in. Then it goes black. And I'm like, okay, now it's going to start to move. Port Pictures comes oh, in. One more. Then I'm like, okay, all right, now it's got black. There's This is definitely the A, because they all the have one. to have their own individual intro for each studio and also, one by one. I was watching these and I was like, these are projects we made in college for like make a logo <laughs> for a film company. <laughs> Hanway Films sneaks in there and you're like, okay, we're at five. Yeah. This is getting a bit outrageous. You must know what you're course, doing, and- lads. Amazia Entertainment needs to have a bit of a shout out near the end. And then, of course, Screen Ireland comes in at the end oh, to be like, lads, Screen in Ireland. Be got. <laughs> Mahan Buchel. I think this might be the most Irish review we're ever going to do. Absolutely, because I am. I I feel like this is a crime. This movie. I'm insulted. I, I think this might be. Yeah, like I genuinely at the end of it was like, I think they've insulted our country. Well, and we talked about this on Movie Mondays that the director did come out and say that this was not written for an Irish audience, mm. but. It's v- it was written for Americans who want to go to Ireland but have never seen Ireland. Yes, which is exactly the same as The Quiet Man. It's horrendous. And it will, we're not reviewing that one, though, because it's like four hours long. But, <laughs> but, okay, so you get the lovely shots then of various parts of Ireland. Uh, you, you got you got and Cork. Did you, you like... Um, and- <laughs> Did you like Walken coming in early? Walken's accent, by the way, he's coming in early. Um, Walken is the worst. I like Christopher Walken as an actor and I think as a person. 
but he is the worst cast person in this film. Somehow I think Dornan is worse. I, think, I don't know why. I think if Dornan was surrounded by better actors, or better accents, he would have been way better in this movie. Like, and I want to pitch this I, to you, Connor, right out of the gates, right? Okay. Christopher Walken in this movie, you replace that man with Brendan Gleeson. I wager this movie Oops. gets better. It Oh, immediately yeah. a million times better. And, like, everyone else will be raised as a result, I feel. Like... Boys, J- Jamie Dornan is the one I'm most disappointed in. Because he's like, Irish. Emily Blunt is, is English. Yeah. Right? That's fine. She's probably going to do a shite Irish accent. We just assume people will do a shite accent because it's it's very hard not to go into Abby Garabajesus. There's so many accents but, that you either have a, a weird mishmash of all of them or you really just double down hard on fucking up one. The only two people that I know of from probably other places in the last few years is the lady from Normal People. Um, oh, yeah. The actress's name. She's, she's English, but she did a really good Irish accent. And then, of course, Charlie, Charlie Cox, Cox. Yeah, in Kin. Who, who's, in Kin, who we've spoken about. He does a perfect Dublin accent, which is so hard to do. So... We don't have high hopes, but this is actually to a level that's not bad. I was literally watching it going, Did, was there nobody on set? Was there not yeah. one actual Irish human on the set? Other than Jamie Dornan, because he's involved in the nonsense. That's true. That could have said, lads, this is fucking shit. This is like, so Not even bad. actively funny. Not funny bad. I'm talking Shit. Like, this would be a better movie if you hired Irish actors. Like, and that's a terrible... T- like, it's a tough <laughs> thing to say because it sounds horrible. But so too do the Irish accents in this movie. Except for it's v- um, Emily Blunt's mam in the movie. Uh, but she is Irish, isn't she? She is Irish, yeah. And she's <laughs> the most... Dervla Malai. Dervla Malai. Uh, and, but like... There's bits in this movie because it's fucked. So it's like the the director followed an Instagram page called Just Irish Things and just like adapt it's like it's like an AI wrote this script based in Ireland <laughs> because none of it's connected. None of it makes sense, none of it's connected and then there's this thing that Irish people do on the phone and it's kind of a meme in Ireland where if you're saying Oh my god, I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Written down, I know exactly what you're talking about. If you're on the phone and you're about to hang up, you don't say all right goodbye. You say all right, bye, 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 bye. You say bye about a million. But the other times. person's also saying bye, yeah. bye, bye, bye. So you're like bye, bye, yeah, bye, yeah. bye. But there's a scene in this movie where they're at they're at also the driest wake I've ever seen in Ireland, and this woman walks out of the room like in person. <laughs> And just goes, bye, 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 bye. No, she doesn't even do the gap. It's worse. Bye, bye, like, bye, bye, bye. The gap bye. is always there. Yeah. It's just bye, 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 bye. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Who talks like that? No, like, it's it's so close to being something that is a uniquely Irish thing to say in context. But they just fuck it up and it's even more obvious to Irish people watching. That is so funny that you said that because I wrote that down and I just have ha 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 ha. That's absolutely atrocious. They've, <laughs> written they've fucked this, lads. Um, <laughs> um, so, look, I think we need to start off the movie, by the way. Yeah, probably because uh, I can go saying, for hours. <laughs> it, it, 
it opens with, of course, Christopher Walken said, Hi, I am Tony O'Reilly, and I am dead. And I am dead. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Immediately. But, um, look, it starts off, he's the farmer, okay? Yeah. And there's also a farm next door. And they're the Muldoons and the O'Reillys. The Muldoons and the O'Reillys. Friends forever, yeah. so they were. Friends forever. Dear. And uh, they have two farms right beside each other. And they have children. And his his wife is always singing. Yeah. I think that's Walken's wife. Christopher um, Walken's wife is always singing, who is Jamie Dornan's mam. And then Emily Blunt's... Em- Emily Blunt's dad dies to start the movie. Yes. And we come in on the funeral. Yeah. And they go back. They go back to the house. And I cannot, like, Emily Blood has, does she have an Oscar? She's Oscar nominated for sure. Yeah, I definitely. I don't know if she's won one, but she's she, fucking, she's a good actress, like. Everyone in this movie is dog shit. Like, truly dog shit. There, yeah. The whole scene, every scene that everyone's in, there's a, the scene that's after the funeral is Jamie Dornan and Christopher Walken talking to each other. And I've never seen more disconnected, lack of, like, lack of energy in a seat yeah. in my life. And, like, yeah, because it's, it's, it's like a student film where you have actors who yes. have never acted before and they're just reading lines to each other. It's like they filmed a rehearsal. But I, 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 it just that none of the dialogue in this flows. But I think that comes from the stage thing that there would be these big because you don't you can't do really the quick dialogue on stage because it's confusing for the audience a lot of the time. So there has to be these weird gaps between words and these weird breaks for gasps and laughs and things like that. And I feel but you don't do that on the set. No, that surely it, no. But I, this, but the dude who wrote the play directed the film, so he only knows how to direct this story as a stage <laughs> play. Someone's like, we should probably change this. It has pause for laughter. Yeah, and it's also There's no laughter. It's also why the camera work in this is dog shit. Like, it, and the editing is dog shit. Like, he needs to cut off every scene about three seconds before he does. Yeah. It's, it's very straight. He needs oh, to cut half this movie, to be honest. Uh, also, uh, this, we forgot the, the vital... Jeez, oh, I can't believe we forgot. But this, it opens with the scene of them as children. This is Emily Blunt, Jamie Dornan. And Emily Blunt is up a tree. Yeah. And Jamie Dornan pushes her uh, onto the ground. And... At this point, I'll be honest with you, that was the most traumatic thing I've ever seen in the movie. Um, it, oh, boys. It reminded me of the end of Homer Bound, um, when that dog runs over the hill. <laughs> but, but it like, was very emotional. Well, it's, it's, um, it's their kids, like, at the end of the day. So, yeah, she gets pushed on the ground, and then she goes up and is sad, and her father plays her Tchaikovsky. Uh, <laughs> she, she looks at her father. And she says, and I have it written down, Mother Nature, why did you make me so? You're um, kind of heavy for a seven-year-old, aren't you? And, You're and shit then, she crack. Says to, then, she, <laughs> then she says to her father, I have no purpose. And uh, Because you see, here's the thing. This woman is only built to have sex with Jamie Dornan. Which, look, I'm assuming several women probably would like that honour. But I'm saying in this movie, this woman's sole objective in life 
is to marry this man and not have a personality of her own. That is very true, yeah. She is just, she is just like this wayfish fucking personality vacuum until she's around Jamie Dornan. She actually talks to How someone. How did they get Emily Blunt to do this I movie? do not know. I imagine all of the Irish actresses refused. Yeah, like the one, you'd go to Saoirse Ronan. That's of course. numero uno. Yeah. And you say, okay, Brendan Gleeson, Saoirse Ronan, Jamie Dornan. Donald Gleeson. set. As the son. Donald Gleeson. <laughs> it's already written it's in. It's already in there. the same. <laughs> <laughs> but they went to Emily Blunt, who's, I'm assuming, coming off Mary Poppins with his films. Um, or A Quiet Place. The quiet place she would have been coming off of, like around 2018. Yeah. And they somehow got her. They must have kidnapped Krasinski or the children or something. I don't. Maybe they just wanted a holiday in Ireland because I imagine this shoot took place yeah. over a week and a half, like, because it's four locations. And she was already probably <laughs> in New York at the time. And they just said, here, do you want to hang out with John Hamm for a while? That's actually a good point, yeah. Um, her father then tells her by the way that she's a white swan, um, which mm. you think is metaphorical, but then she stands up and she says, I'm a white swan, and then she begins dancing like a white swan. Yeah. And then, very viciously, and throughout the whole movie, never lowers, the Harry Potter team song plays non-stop. Um, I mean, that's, which is, that's Swan Lake, though, right? Like, that's... It is, but I think they've literally taken the Harry Potter off the CD and they've just played it over this. Like, they never changed it slightly. Right, I say, I understand. It's, yeah, it, it alternates between that and just Wild Mountain Time, the song. You would get, because you would get a composer in if you were doing a movie like this mm. to maybe be, do a rendition of your own or maybe take a lot of the main elements of the song that you want to do it, and then maybe change a few things. Maybe the same, so people get the essence of that song, but like you change it up to go with this uh, version. But no, no, let's just do that song, move it across here, and play it as loud as possible every time it plays. But, oh, but, and look, there's also one other uh, thing I'd like to complain about, uh, first of many, but... Christopher Walken at the start of this movie says there's an old Irish saying that if a man dies when he's telling a story, you'll know he'll be back. One, yeah. that makes no sense. And two, <clears throat> that's not an Irish saying. <laughs> <laughs> two very good points. Like I raised you, Christopher Walken, it's an Irish. So how would he know? That is true. That is very, very true. Uh, and mm. yeah, so also the the, the, like the funeral... There were, like that man was a beloved farmer in the village. There would have been a massive fucking turnout for that funeral. And there's four of them just sitting in a room together. I just have a really quick question, by the way, yeah. before we get into anything. Um, and we've been talking for quite a while now. And it's just, this is the worst thing we've ever seen. I'm so just, unhappy. My, my brain cannot comprehend this. Um, I normally, with movies, we normally try, like, even bad ones. We'll try like, and find the good in it, like, yeah. No, this this one is straight up, this made my life worse, and I really need to tell all the things that I hate about it. That's so, the thing, yeah, go my, ahead. My main question, Sean, to you, and it's just a very simple one. Like, if you're writing this movie, it's basically about question three on the, on the paper of what you want to accomplish. Because the question is, what year is this set? See, this is the thing. And I like we were trying to work this out as we were watching, and 
Because we see him on Postvan fairly early in the movie, and it's dated 2006. That's the year on the car, right? But John Hamm has an iPad Pro uh, later on in the film. Also, the insurance on uh, it's Emily 2020. Is 2020. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we noticed this. This was our main goal while watching the film. Was what fucking year okay. is this set? Because so 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 you're thinking it's 2019. That's locked in. I mean, it's on the car. But yeah. then, Sean, what else is there there to maybe tell us? Maybe it's not 2019. Just fucking everything else about it. Like <laughs> the fact that they're like they're they're trying to marry for the farm. Like like this whole like this whole bullshit story. Have you? Did you see Christopher Walken's TV? It's from like nineteen forty-five. Oh yeah, this. <laughs> see, I believe that though because like he's a farmer. He's setting his ways, you know that kind of that kind of vibe. But then John Hamm turns up later on in a car, and they a all Rolls look Royce. amazed. Yeah, an old. That he has a car. That's true. He has an old Rolls Royce. We have cars in Ireland. Yeah, like there's a lad in town that has a Tesla, and. Everyone talks about him. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really prove our point. Kind no, of it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> but, like, I was watching this movie, like, and offended, like, actively offended for our little country. Yeah. But, like, John Patrick Shadley thinks that we don't have really anything other than feels. And I was, like, sitting there going, but, like, Google and, like... They have Microsoft all have offices in Dublin. No one like, in this no they, one in this movie has a mobile phone. No. And but then I couldn't figure out what was going on because even a farmer now, doesn't matter where you go, they probably have a mobile phone. Farmers are some of the, like have some of the most cutting edge technology for farming as well. Yes. Like they, like they're not going out picking mushrooms by hand, like <laughs> <laughs> I could not I was genuinely watching it going oh so John Hamm the American he has a phone okay but everybody else in Ireland apparently doesn't have a phone line doesn't have any connection to the outside world never been to America yeah um, never been anywhere outside their own little village um, also there's a point later on where they say oh it's this new Guinness in a bottle will, will, will we try it <laughs> it's like what the fuck lads when is that said? Did Guinness in a Bottle start in 1950-something? I don't know. But I'd wager, it's very strange. Yeah, I'd wager the bottle came before the can. Like That would make sense. That would make sense. It's so strange. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then we have to come back from the funeral. And uh, Jamie Dornan is there and he's talking to Christopher Walken in one of the worst scenes you'd ever see. Mm. But then... Dervla Malai comes in oh. and she's like oh Rosemary's out the back there she's having a smoke she, and that's a great line in. in fairness she says uh, what is it she doesn't like me to see her smoking and she's always smoking so I never see her <laughs> okay that makes sense um, then there's also the scene where it's just Jamie Dornan has he, he's a, he doesn't move like a human being in this movie well, it's or act acting. like a human being yeah, he, he's like, like, and I, I've seen Jamie Dornan in The Fall, and he's really good in that. Yeah. And then I'm watching this, and I think he might have fallen on his brain, because it's awful. And then he's like, I'll go talk to Rosemary, and she's out the back in the rain. Yeah. Um, 
And then what proceeds is... I think every scene with the two of them in it is the worst scene in the movie. Oh, yeah, they have no chemistry at all together. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just her going, will you ride me? And him going, ah, Jez, the cows are loose. Yeah, Jez, oh, I can't, I can't be sure if I want to, because I'm, oh, we'll get to what I am. We'll, oh, we'll get to that plot point. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> if anyone doesn't know that spoiler, we will save that. But there's, then a fella called Bad Luck Cleary drives up and is like, is like, oh, your horse jumped over the gate. And he's like, oh, do you want to go in and pay your respects to, like, the widower? He's like, oh, no. And then he drives off. Because they call him bad luck, Cleary, because he all he only brings bad luck. He only gives bad um, news, yeah. Every time you see and him. And to be honest, look, it's, that's the only gag in the whole movie that made me not want to turn it off immediately. It's um, Cleary Not that off. I liked it. It's just... I was like, there's definitely an old man in a village in Ireland that's oh, yeah. called Bad News, Cleary. And, yeah, and there's someone who, he's someone who relishes in telling people bad news. Mm. So, um, also, by the way, they, they open by Jamie opening a bunch of gates, and yeah. uh, there, there's a big thing about gates. Point of contention, there's gates between the farm, it's, uh, he sold off one portion of land, it's a whole thing. Doesn't matter though, because... Honestly, you could not give less of a shit. no. Like none of this fucking matters. Uh, also, Jamie Dornan now is not getting the farm apparently because he he's a he he's not a Riley. He's a Kelly, and he's mad like yeah. all the Kellys. He's mad like all the Kellys. And then there's a picture of one of the Kellys, and he was farm or fishing. He says, "Oh, he loved fishing." Thought he was a fish. Of him holding a fish. And so that's how we know Jamie. He's a bit weird. And to be honest with you, I kind of got that vibe anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if it, if it was meant to come across, but I thought, I don't like anyone here other than Derville and Malloy, because at least she's acted a bit normal. But then she said, bye, 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 while leaving her room. Yeah. And I turned at her as well. Yeah, she should have known better. She should have clarified that. Uh, I get maybe you can't change the script that late in the day, but come on, Derville. Keep, keep the side up. <laughs> you have uh, Jamie Dorn and Emily Blood next scene. Uh, Emily sees him fishing. Yeah. And uh, screams at him. He falls in. It's a whole funny gag. Jamie Dorn spells this whole movie mostly wet, to be honest. Um, yeah. The, the, and the, also, the, like, that's a trailer gag. Like, that was put in just for the oh, trailer. Yeah. There's no need for that to happen in the movie at all. No. Um, and he's talking to himself while on the boat, which doesn't relate to the big twist at the end it mostly no. just relates to him being a fucking lunatic yeah he's just mental like he's like, he, like and, and, and fine if, 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 if they both like that but like Rosemary's been out Rosemary's been out all night chasing down this horse and then she looks the same she's grand no she has dirt she looks- on her face now Connor also, she's smoking a pipe when we first meet her as well. Like, as if to hammer home, oh, <laughs> she's that. different. Oh, she's not like other girls. Fuck's sake. <laughs> um, then you have the scene where they're like, she's like, would you like to farm? And he says, I wouldn't like to live on the farm. No, I'd, I'd hate like, it, in fact. It'd be like a cotton. I'd hate it. But now, I want you to really just imagine every scene, that every line that they talk to each other is the worst delivery of all time. Yeah. Um, it's like, do you want to do a second take on that? No? No? No, the everything's first take and everything's while they're drunk, I can only assume. Actually, when they're drunk, it'd probably be looser. Yeah. Everything is like, 
It's like they've taken, they just have riddled with like just anxiety. It's the first day nerves, but it's every day and it's every scene. And, and they're one. professional actors, like <laughs> who you've seen acting other things, like. Emily Blunt, also Emily Blunt like her accent is fine for what it is it's bad but like it's not mm. her accent but like then when Jamie Dornan is matching that accent it's just I think Jamie Dornan is his is worse I like Christopher Walken's is the worst in the movie like that's just that man can't oh, well, do it Christopher Irish Walken's accent. accent in general in his normal accent is one of the worst accents <laughs> so I never assumed his Irish one would be any different but yeah. Like, did they think they just... Did someone just send Christopher Walken an email accidentally? And then he said yes. Maybe. And then they said, fuck, we may go through with it now. We've got Christopher Walken in to do this shit movie. Maybe, because, like, he's just, he just takes you out of it any time you're looking at him. Because all you see in here is Christopher Walken. Uh, also, uh, Jamie Dornan then says to Emily Blood, Ireland is a terrible place for a decent person. Which um, is... Because... I, I mean, I guess... I no, I don't. I, like that's a terrible thing to say in a film about Ireland, though, isn't it? I just thought it was mean. Yeah. What's the <laughs> rationale no behind saying that? Because okay, fair <laughs> enough. You didn't write it for an Irish audience, but they're the ones who would sympathise with that if they're if the, if it rang true to them. But when it's written for like an American audience who you're trying to get to go visit Ireland, why would you put that line in? And, and I just really want to make this cannot be clear. He says Ireland is a terrible place for a, de- a decent person. Like we're all gonna die. I'm so depressed. I'm so sad. You need to move out of this country. Fuck off. Mm. It's 1957 and 2019 at the same time. I hear the Titanic um, is leaving from Belfast yeah. soon. <laughs> but also, did you get the new Samsung? Yeah, it's real good. Um, and then simultaneously, he walks away. And Emily Blood, having see- heard this, I could only describe it as one of the worst movie speeches ever. Um, she then proceeds to act like she's all hot and flustered and completely just enamoured with this man and his illustrious wordplay. Which it's just, we, ooh. we have seen nothing to show that, like, to up to this point in the film. Like... He just looks like Jamie Dornan, which okay, fine, and she looks like Emily Blood, but they've they've said nothing to each other. No, there's no indication that they even like each other. The only thing we've heard is that he pushed her down once as a child. That's it. And you know what's even worse? We don't even see the fucking push. No, we don't. It cuts away and it cuts back, and she's just on the floor. At least give me the fucking push. You can't. Yeah, you can't make kids push each other. It's uh, it's against the law. Does it have to be that hard? Just a little one. What did he do? Like drop kicker? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. It's like, oh no, he pushed her off a cliff. That's what happened. But she was a swan, so she just oh. flew. <laughs> oh, she died. <laughs> this is her twin sister. Oh, oh now right. it makes sense. Um, so then he gets a letter from, from America. Mm. And the American letter, he's like, hey, Christopher Walken, dad. What's the story with that letter? And Walken's like, here, say nothing of it. Leave me alone. Don't right. read the letter. It's um, my letter. Big Jesus. Talk to you after top of the morning to you. Fuck off, he says. Yeah. Um, and Doran doesn't like this. Doran's a bit sus about the whole thing. It turns out the letter is from Christopher Walken's brother in America. Yeah. And his son. Yeah. And... They're coming over and Walken wants to give them the farm instead of Jamie Dornan for some 
weird reason because he's an O'Reilly secretly. That, no, not even secretly. Like he's the the O'Reilly. Like because his brother's son, he just sees as like, oh, he's an O'Reilly, and he's a good level head on his shoulders, and he's an American lad who who his dream is to be an Irish farmer. Whereas Jamie Dornan is working on the farm, but Christopher Walken is like, oh, I know you don't like it, and your heart isn't in it, and you're mad as a bag of cats. Like, all this kind of stuff. So, he just pulls it out from under his son. Like, immediately. Have you ever heard any human in Ireland talk like this? No, I don't think so. Uh, (laughs) None of this dialogue tracks with any conversation I've ever had, ever. Ever, ever, with anyone. Not even like an 85-year-old woman who lived in the 50s, which I'm assuming this is when this is set. Yeah. But everybody has iPhones. It's, It's very strange. Um, so yeah, the narrator comes along, and you know, here's the thing: John Ham is the fucking cousin, right? And so, um, <clears throat> they go to a talent show then, and this is a good one because mm. it's an Irish movie, so everybody has to go to the pub. Step one, step two, an owl sing song no. breaks out. Well, I just like to clarify: the owl sing song does not have a stage set up with bunting. And talent show written behind it. It's a load of lads in the corner and everyone gets a turn to sing. And it, that would be a more authentic way of doing this scene as opposed to the bullshit that is delivered to us. Um, and so there's just a singing scene. Um, it's fine. It just happens. Yeah. Every blood, nice voice. Yeah. That's it. Sings uh, Wild Mountain um, Time at Christopher Walken to make him remember his dead wife and to give his son the farm. <laughs> And then the next scene is them at the gates, and she's like, give him the farm. Ah, be garbage, Jesus. And Christopher Walken is like, I'm not going to give it to him. To her. And then she's like, I'm going to marry that boy. And then Walken's like, you'll be waiting a lifetime to get that boy oh, to marry him. then I'll and, wait. And then she says, I'm going to freeze me eggs, which came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, um, again, throwing further confusion into what year this is. <laughs> I was like, did they have that technology in the Titanic times? Maybe. I mean, there was an iceberg. No, I can't. Probably not. No. You want to freeze your old body there now? Ha ha ha. ha, 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 ha like Walter Disney. Um, but, the, like, no one talks like that. Uh, even in a fight, even in a hectic situation like that, no one would end up with that discussion. It's also revealed the reason that they have the gates on the farm is because after Jamie Dornan pushed her as a child, Christopher Walken sold her father that piece of land so that she could own it. And yes. now the issue is that Christopher Walken can't give the full farm to Fuck. to anyone. So he needs that piece so of I, land if, back. Yeah, if I can't give my son the full farm, I will give it to John Hamm, yes. who I have never met in America. Who yeah. has no interest in farming. He knows nothing about the farm and mm. he doesn't know how things work. And by all accounts, he's been to Ireland like twice. Um, so here's the thing. The next scene, John Hamm turns up. Oh, the he Americans does. are here. Um, and you'll notice that the Americans are played by very suave people. They seem very intelligent. Yes. Um, Modern All the Irish people, all the Irish people, I'll be honest with you, are from the 1920s. So we are, I would say, oafs. Fools, idiocy, a laughing stock, uh, if you will. Yeah, uh, a laughing stock. <laughs> Jeez, we've nothing over here. Nothing over here. Yes. Well, how are we recording this? 
Yeah, oh, well, you have your gramophone and I have my gramophone and then we play them at the same time on another gramophone, Connor. <laughs> I, I was literally sitting there watching it going, we've had the famine, we've had the civil yeah. war, we've had, we've had the English coming over, taking over for 800 years. This is right up there. This thing I'm watching right now is, poor. it's about the same level. Yeah, and like they're, they're in Terminal 2 of Dublin Airport as well. Like That's a recently built thing, first of all. <laughs> You were checking the terminal. Yeah. That's the Aer Lingus terminal. That's the fancy one. But also, yeah, it's a very quiet terminal for a flight that just came in from America in the yeah, arrivals gate. There's only two lads on it because everybody else is all home on their farm. Ah, right, of course. Yeah, yeah, Jesus, uh, mm. COVID and all that. That's probably it. That's probably it. So uh, John Hamm's like, I'm not going to the farm in your little shitty car. I'm going to rent a car. So he turns up to the farm in a Rolls Royce. Yeah. And, oh, boys, everybody's shocked. They've seen a car and they're like, does it drive on all four wheels? How does it run? Does it run by steam? Chris, what is the story here? Christopher Walken is like, oh, it's the finest car I've ever seen. And it's like, yeah. you probably saw pictures of a car before. Like... At simultaneously, um, Jamie Dornan is going around with a metal detector and a weird coat... And are we meant to like Jamie Dornan? Because I hate oh, him. that's the thing, yeah. Because earlier on, before this, Jamie Dornan had gone over to Emily Blunt's house with a ring, but had lost it on the way. So he took up a metal yeah. detector and decided to go around hunting for this ring. Uh, and he's doing this while, I think it's his father's birthday party is going on. He's just detecting yeah. for metal out in the field. And then John Hamm gifts him a raincoat. And he's just like, it's a white coat. Oh, I've never seen such finery. Uh, a white coat in Ireland? Should, why would you have a white coat in Ireland? I spend all my time in the fields, lad. I'm always covered in pig shite. I, what would I need this for? I, my clothes are shit coloured. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, and then John Hamm starts flirting with Emily Blunt. And honestly, there's more chemistry there than there is between her and Jamie Dornan. But I still hate the two of them as well. Oh, no one in this um, film is enjoyable to watch doing anything. No, everybody's everybody's the worst. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, Ham, Dordan, uh, Ham and Dordan, they go off to the cows. And they have a scene where John Ham's like, hey, are you going to marry her? And Jamie Dordan's like, he's just constantly not in the same conversation as everybody else in this movie. Yeah. So he's just like, um, well, oh, Jesus, I don't know. Oh, Jesus, no. Um, and then John Hamm's like, I'm probably gonna, probably gonna try and get with her. And he's like, Ah, oh, Jesus, no! Do you want this farm? And John Hamm's like, Ah, yeah, I'll have it. Oh, I'll take the farm, um, Jesus, if it's going, sure. If no one else wants it. it, it's a really powerful scene, and um, it really gets across the level of stakes here. There's two gates, there's two farms, and there's star-crossed lovers. And I'll be honest with you, I'm just poor oh, boys. I'm emotionally invested. I'm not surprised, Connor. I'm not surprised because it's a story that's happened to every Irish man at some point in his life. Uh, it's what makes this film so wonderful. When did you fight over your gate at the end of your farm? Jez, I, I think it was... What day is it today? Uh, it is Monday. Okay, so it was Sunday that this happened. So, uh, oh, yesterday. <laughs> only yesterday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a new gate, I, you see. I did mine the summer of 07, I did mine. Oh, a good um, year. Big, fa- big family dispute, but I was feeding the pigs and the cows while I was going on. Right. And then I came back into the home and I closed the shutters. 
And at that point then, it said, you have the farm boy. And I said, I'm more of a fisherman than a farmer father. And he said, and you then, fucking Kelly, get out of here. And he said, where's I going to missing Kelly? But he's like, you fucking Kelly, you little prick. Where's me now, you fucking little dickhead? Yeah, let's not I'm give out our mother's maiden names on this podcast. But <laughs> it's always Kelly, no matter where you go on earth. <laughs> yeah, it's a, look, it's a, it's a good chance it's Kelly, I'll be honest. <laughs> And then this movie does a really powerful thing. So we've introduced the Americans. They mm. want the farm. We've got the love between poor Rosemary and what's his name? Christopher? I think um, it's Anthony. It's Anthony, sorry. Anthony. Um, Tony Riley. You, Tony Riley is his father. Um, but they are all going on. But then what the movie does is, is very clever. It takes the one Irish person. I'm, I'm this, I think Jamie Dornan has lost his passport from this. So wow. the one actual normal Irish person in this movie, um, Dervla Malloy, and it thinks to itself, what we'll do now, we kill her off off screen. Yeah. Say nothing to nobody. We just fucking murder her. Just get um, rid of her. We only, we only need a four second scene of Emily Blood crying in the church. And after that, the emotional, it'll probably, the turmoil of it all will probably take the audience on a roller coaster. But again... Like the driest funeral slash wake there has ever been in Ireland for a woman who <laughs> knew her. people. Like it's one person. There's no, like there's no, I'll be honest, Connor. Like th- three of the top ten sessions I've ever been at have been funerals. <laughs> like. It's so funny that you have a top ten session. <laughs> And look, and and that's always changing that ranking, you know. But yeah, that, that's, few- that, you're you're always thinking maybe this one's going to creak into the top ten tonight. But look, you only die once, you know. So you mm. you really want a good bash to send you off with. <laughs> so what it does then is it kills Dervla. Yeah, um, we've got the scene. Emily's crying. It's four seconds long, but we're very emotionally taken by it all. Um, this was where it reminded me of a college. Uh, production by the way because in a college production you would do the scene oh and then their parent dies and they're very sad right so that's yeah. said in pre-production and then it gets to the day and they go ah yeah we'll just do a four second scene of you in the church pretend crying and then that'll do it the that's audience the, will pick that up yeah there's no emotional weight or like uh, lasting consequences from this but you need to be sad in the next scene so this is the reason yeah. you're sad um, and so then Christopher Walker now <sighs> Tony Riley. Tony. Um, I can't say we were we were shocked because he opened the movie by telling us the plot, but no, he did. That was sick. on us. To be fair, he's sick, and I thought I knew this was happening because yeah. he's going to live forever. That's the old Irish proverb that he was he was spouting. But <laughs> at this point, he's a bit sickly. Um, he, he needs something to breed. And now, also, uh, throughout this scene, look, this scene, imagine it, but with Brendan and Donald Gleeson instead. <laughs> way better much better a million times better like a, this movie is great with Brendan Donald Saoirse that's all we need cast it Dervla can stay Dervla. Dervla. Dervla can stay she's, she's grand in. John Hamm he's a good American yeah bring him in yeah bring him in he's playing himself it's fine it's there's fine. not much to it no he's not doing a lot on the day I will say um, and so they had this scene that's meant to be really emotionally just heartbreaking because Walken, Tony Riley, our love and our joy within this film, um, he is dying mm. and he's on his he's on his oxygen tank. He's got his little nose piece, and Jamie Dornan comes in and is like, "I love your father," 
Oh, Jez, I love you. Yeah. And he's like, I love you too, son there now. Huh? I love you too. Uh, presumably meant to be the first time these men have ever said this to each other. Well, it's 1945. Of it's course. a different time, Sean. A different time. We were so, just coming um, out of the war. We were just coming out of World War Two. yeah. So, um, so what happened was, Jamie's like, what's going to happen now? And he's like, well... I never loved your mother. <laughs> At that point, I was like, yes. <laughs> Tony, right on your deathbed, you, you knock another one out of the park in terms of conversation. <laughs> he opens with, I, don't, I didn't love your ma. <laughs> and I'm like, right. fucking hell. But he grew to love her, isn't that the thing? Because she sang. The story is, and it's, it's the least romantic thing ever. Yeah. It's like, jeez, I didn't love her, and I got married to her. And I had a few kids with her. And then after a few years, I decided, ah, she was all right. Um, and then I said, all right, I'll buy her a ring. Yeah. And I needed a bit of money. So I sold the land, the gated land gated that we're land. all given out about. The, yeah, the, the, the cause of strife for this entire fucking film. Uh, so the whole strife would have been avoided if Christopher Walken loved his wife when he got married to her. Yeah, and before having three kids with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that would have been probably a better. But see, the thing is, though, it was different in the nineteen twenties. Like you would just That's you would just marry someone from the following farm, like yeah. But they would have got like so. Jamie Dornan in this movie is like thirty, maybe. Uh, and let's put it at twenty twenty for easy maths. So that means Jamie Dornan would have been born in nineteen ninety. Yes, and had Christopher Walken been. <laughs> say 30 when he had Jamie Dornan then we're talking 1960 he was born so they got together in the 80s now my parents got together in the 80s yeah but they notoriously also they didn't love each other until a good 15 years in what? Hang on a second, I better make a call. <laughs> is, is what Connor said true, man? <laughs> I'm not a patron, son. Like, I don't know what he said. <laughs> well, it's $5 a month now, man. <laughs> and I'll talk you through You'll it. get a shout out um, as well now. <laughs> <laughs> What's your middle name? Um, so, what happens is, Walken has sold the lads. So that's where all this strife has come from. And then, just before he leaves, he's like, do you want me to give you your, your oxygen? And he's like, oh, I don't yeah. need it for tonight. Um, I'm fine. I'll try without then, it, he says. I'll try without it. And then, you know, it's very emotional because Christopher Walken dies and then is immediately forgotten. It's never talked about again. It's never brought up until he likes to wrap things up in a dialogue at the end of the movie. Yeah, but Tony Riley's dead, which we knew was going to happen. But the the speed at which Dervla and Christopher were killed off oh. back to back is almost it's paramount to the plot it's breakneck pace yeah yeah yeah. but there were no broken necks in this film as far as i know um but so now tone anthony has the farm rosemary also has her farm but they're they're like what is that relationship now because it seems like they both just don't want to be together like, yeah, it, the what I the vibe I'm getting is that uh, I hate them. Mm. That's the vibe I'm getting. Um, it's a swift. I don't want to watch any more of this. If the movie ended right now, I'd be happy. Yeah, and I don't give a shit if they get together. 
Yeah, because um, we can... But we must trudge the lawn. <laughs> that's true, because, yeah, there's like, I think at this point there's maybe, like, 40 minutes left of the movie. And it, like, we're going to go into it, but we could just gloss over most of it. Because... Um, she Also, this is the scene right afterwards where he goes to her farm and she's, like, really, like, I'm in love with you. Mm. Do you want to marry me? And he's like, vacate the country. Yeah. I'm so sad. Jesus. You should leave. Oh, Get out you of You should here. leave. I hate you. I hate me. I hate everyone. Oh, man. And you know what? But it's not like... But you know what? It's not even so far that he hates everyone. Like, if we got to the, If there was a really interesting story here where this man was actually going through depression or some sort of... Just some sort of really sad moment in his life. Yeah. And you could understand his actions through that. Okay, well, maybe he's lashing out because of, you know, I mean, he's sad from his father dying. It's, of course, the emotional weight and turmoil of it all. I mean, it makes sense that he would be pushing everyone away. It does not do any of that. No. <laughs> it just is like, right, he's dead. He's still a fucking prick. They've no chemistry. Right, he talked his after. Later on in this movie, they have this really awkward conversation about mental health while they're flirting with each other. It's very... It's Are they flirting? I don't know. They're drinking. <laughs> we'll get to that. Because she flies to America for a day. Like, goes to... A day? The, a day. One day in New York. And then she goes to the ballet with John Hamm. And she yeah. starts bawling. And then they go to dinner and John Hamm is like, oh, marriage is a is a business arrangement. Marriage is a sensible thing to do. And she's like, mm. ah, but it's about love. And then she presumably flies back on the quickest Aer Lingus jet I have ever seen. Um, and uh, also they kiss. Oh, they do there. have a kiss. I blocked um, that. Sorry, they kiss, right? And she's stunned afterwards. And then it cuts yes. to her back in Ireland, still stunned. Still stunned. <laughs> still stunned. Uh, in my head, she read through the whole ar- departures. Yeah. The whole. <laughs> she's buying a magazine in the shop in the airport, just like still with just that face. Like, and like they're checking her passport and they're like, yeah, it matches perfectly. <laughs> She looks like she's hiding something, though. Has anyone str- like checked her? Yeah, has anyone searched this woman? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they kiss. It's a big, massive thing. She goes back to Ireland. Now she's really pissed. Yeah. Because she's like, John Hamm's after... He's after trying the moves on me before Dorden. And she's basically throwing herself at Dorden through the whole movie. She's like, my whole personality is based around this one Throughout man. Throughout her whole life, she's been throwing herself at him. Like... Like, she's never done anything else in life unless it was about this one man. Yeah. I think this is the anti-Bechdel test. <laughs> this movie is be. the opposite. <laughs> it really, really could be, because most of it is just them talking about being in a relationship with, with Jamie Dornan. <laughs> with him. <laughs> yeah. Never, it's never from his point of view with her. It's always like, yeah, but what about him, though? There oh, are... Is, I'd love to marry him. There are, like... I would say, at a push, three female characters in this movie. And mm. one of them is like some random girl Jamie Dornan meets in a bar. In, she also wants to have sex with him. She also wants to have sex with him, but he's oblivious. And then they go to a graveyard. That's a very Irish thing. Just being like, ah, oh, let's go to the graveyard, sit in the wall and talk. But then there's uh, Dervila, who is killed off. And then there's Rosemary, mm-hmm. who is just obsessed with marrying Jamie Dornan. But Dervla also is like, you should marry Jamie Dornan. That's true. So it's basically everyone in this whole movie just like, you should marry Jamie Dornan. 
yeah. uh, is the plot of this film. And Jamie Dornan is like, oh, Chase, I'm so aloof. I don't know what's going on. Are people meant to be like me? I don't know. I hate him. <laughs> um, so then Ham, er, he gets on the plane. John Ham rings rings Jamie Dornan and he's like, I want to marry Rosemary. Yeah. Um, and Jamie Dornan just and, like rolls over and is like, yeah, yeah, come on over. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. Sure, go on. Right, bye bye, bye bye, bye bye, bye bye, bye bye. Bye bye, bye bye, No, he says bye bye, bye bye, bye bye. And so then he goes over to Emily Blood's house uh, to tell her. Yeah. It's, it's basically that like. And it's the pissing down the rain at the time as well. Uh, and um, did you really like when the the clearly there was a guy standing above him and put a load of bucket of water over him? Yeah, because it's like it's drizzle, it's like raining, and then there's just a torrent of water directly above Jamie Dornan. Just clearly a bucket. Yeah, not even like hidden in any way. It's no. just a man holding a bucket. And I looked at the house, and there isn't a gutter pipe above the front door where that could drain <laughs> out of. You were you were doing checks, yeah. structural checks on that house. I want to make sure um, every aspect of this film lines up. And so he keeps, she keeps hearing Anthony in the in the wind, in the wind, um, until he turns up. Because because of course she's a woman, so she's mad about Jamie Dornan. That's that's the plot. I think we've been over that. Um, and he, and this is really where it gets just fucking weird. He comes over, and the whole big end of this movie is John Hab's on the plane. Yeah. And the two of them have this like proper like enclosed scenario where they're trapped in her house because it's lashing her in. Yeah. They're like, John Ham's coming on the plane and there's a time pressure. And you're like, they better fall in love quick because this is his last chance before John Ham strolls in through the door. Yeah. Um, and then he says to her, I've invited him over to, to check you out. Yeah. To, to, ch- to look you over. Like it's, to look you over is what he says. Like, now, Sean, I know it's set in the thirties, but even then, that's a bit that's a rough. Even then, you wouldn't fucking say it to her, would you? <laughs> like he wants to come over and see you. That's what you would say as a normal human. Not like you're it's selling a cow. Like, <laughs> yeah, if this is twenty nineteen and he came over, by the way, this is set in twenty nineteen. Yeah, and he comes over. and He's like, oh, I'm after selling you off to John Hamm. Can we cancel um, Anthony Riley in this movie? Because, like, that's I, what... That's what... Like, think of all the shit that happened in 2019, man. And this is the way that this lad thinks about the world. Like... But no, you see, you think. But the P- Me Too movement never reached him. He doesn't have a phone. Oh, of course. He's not on Twitter. Uh, he, do- he doesn't have actual internet. But... I, okay, first of all, he would. Because there's that rural broadband scheme that the government are doing. Uh, yeah, well, look, we know that. That was well do, underway do, at the time. <laughs> does John Patrick Shadley know that? I don't think <laughs> so. Also, also, they're having Guinness. They're sharing a bottle of Guinness out of two of the smallest glasses I've ever seen. An absolutely disgusted bottle of Guinness. Oh, filthy. Absolute filth. Mm. No head on it at all. Not one bit of head. Completely flat. No. Two little shot glasses of Guinness. No head in this movie at all, lads. If you if you went over to somebody's house mm. and they served you that tiny glass of Guinness with no head on it, would you be back? I don't think so. Not for the Guinness, <laughs> surely. Now, if, the, if I like their company, fair enough. But if it's just like, oh, come over and we'll have... What if they're trying to sell you? Come over and we'll split a bottle of Guinness. Yeah, while you try and fucking auction me off to the highest bidder. 
he paid her dowry. And so now he's he's selling her off. Like, I think we're past... Like, we're certainly past dowries, even in, like, like farming culture in Ireland. There's no dowries anymore. I think even anymore. in the 80s. Yeah. I feel like we were well past that. I think once that whole, like... Equality movement started. We kind of got rid of dowries as a as a society. So in this movie, I have a question: Does Emily Blood have the right to vote in this world? This movie is set. Ah, oh, see, that's a very good question. I think she does, but it's frowned upon. You know, so she's pressured into <laughs> not doing it. Like technically, she can, but everyone around her is like, "What did you be doing that for?" You know, go home and make a cake. They'd say to her, That's but at it. the same time, if you don't, if you don't know the ingredients, look it up on Google because there's some good, there's good recipes on there now. Yeah, yeah, you have the iPad at home, sure. Um, <laughs> she, if she just was flicking around on an iPad, <laughs> slicing fruit. So, <laughs> and so that she's like, listen, I'm fucking miserable. I'm depressed. Like I look at that shotgun. It just drops like I have the shotgun. I keep it loaded yeah. just in case. Like she's like, I'm gonna shoot myself in the fucking face if you do not marry me right now. And he's like, Ah, Jesus, though. Oh Lord. He's, and he's like, What you have is anxiety. Oh, it's a terrible affliction. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was the scene where I just threw me hands up. I was like, Nah, nah yeah, it might as well. I'm Whatever, done. it's I fine. Just, just like, yeah, look, she has a gun, she wants to kill herself, and your reaction is, ah, yeah, but you're a woman. You're probably a bit, you're probably a bit over the top as it is, Emily Blunt. Yeah. And she, at this point, he's already tried to sell her off, and now he's told her, ah, she's just overreacted. She'd be prettier if she smiled more. Yeah, the same. And th- yeah. Even at that, even at that, at the end of the scene, Emily Blunt is still throwing herself at him. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you are the best man I've ever met. And, yeah, and she's like, and, did, did you ever imagine me naked, did you? Like, just dropping this on, <laughs> and he looks like he's about to explode, like. <laughs> yeah, she's like, her topics are, I'm going to kill myself. You can sell me off to John Hamm. And James, have you ever seen me naked? Like, honestly. Like, what's going on there? Um, and then I think the horse breaks free and they run after it. Is that what happens next? Um, hang on. Or does he I tell have, her about the, the ring? Here. He tells her about the ring and he was going to propose. No, but it was for, a science, first she asks it? him. First she asks him, "Are you a homosexual?" Ah, of course. And you see, it's the forties here, so he reacts like he has been shot. Yeah, he, he his like, character has this weird undercurrent that that's a bad thing. Like he, in his reaction, he is. He is viciously against this. Yeah. Now, are we, like, I really need to stress, Ireland passed what the Marriage Equality Act, what year was that? Like, when did we do same-sex marriage? Like, 2016? I think so, yeah. I was in college at the time. I think it was like 2015, 2016, yeah. So I, w- I would say, like, we're, we're, we would run the first in Europe to pass that law. Yeah, by, but like, public to vote. Pa- to put, to judge, and it passed, like... With overwhelming, like completely landslide. Yeah, yeah. Most but John of the Patrick Shadley's idea of Ireland is the most offensive thing you could say to somebody is that are you gay? Mm. Because oh, oh, God, no. Yes, I wouldn't want anyone me. thinking that about. Me. I'll, all I do is ride women and sell women. That's all I do. Right? John Ham is on the way, <laughs> <laughs> and I've sold. Now I'm going to ride more women. Like and then is this is this where he he breaks it to her that the reason why he pushes her away is because of the way he thinks of himself. Um, yeah, he's like no. The reason I push well, it's not said in that. It's not even said mm. that smooth. No. Um, 
It's like, oh, I, I couldn't. Uh, oh. Oh. Uh, I, I, think, um, I think I think JB Dornan forgot his lines at some point, but they just kept rolling. Yeah. There's no need for a second take. Um, no, it, he's like, digital storage it, is expensive, Jamie. Come on. And he's just like, yeah, we spent it all on the drone shots. Yeah. And he's like, oh, but uh, no, we can't be together. Uh, I don't be thinking of you like that because because I don't even be thinking of myself that good now. Um, and. Then she's like, well, what do you be thinking of yourself like? Yeah. That's what normal people talk like. Um, and then he says, and Sean, this is this is the twist. This is this is the moment, really, where you're either in or you're out on this film. Because at I've this point, I was all in. Because I thought, this is the biggest, this is the best movie I've seen since Dark Knight. I was thinking to myself, this, this is going to take an Oscar. Mm. And um, he then says, are you thinking of myself? As a honeybee. He thinks he's a honeybee. No, and, and then he stresses, no, I literally, I am a honeybee. Yeah. Like I've, that I've, And she's like, oh, like metaphorically. It's like, and no. He's like, no. Literally. Literally. I am a honeybee. And you're a flower. A beautiful yeah. flower. But I'm a bee. Right. But would that not make you more likely to get married? You would think... Because surely the bee would... But also he says, like, that's why I didn't like you smoking. Because bees don't like cigarettes. Bees don't like smoke. <laughs> like. It's like, what is this? Like, I don't get, like... Because there's Who a whole... Who is this for? But there's a whole Who thing. Who is it for? There's a whole through line in this movie about people being animals. Like, his uncle was a fish. And she's a swan. And he could, like... Yeah. You could just say, oh, he, he he's essentially a bee. Like, he's, he's away with the fairies. He's up in the air. He's floating through life. No, the character thinks of himself literally. as literally believes he's a bee. Mm, not a human. Not a, a human. Bee. A bee. A bumbly bee. Now, if you were rather male, female, whatever, whatever, and your potential love interest is in the room, and they start off by saying, I've tried to sell you to somebody. Mm-hmm. And then they tell you, oh, James, I couldn't even talk to you. I've never imagined you naked. Then you tell them, I'm going to kill myself if we don't marry. And they go, ah, you're just anxious. Would you stop? And then, he say, and then they say, I think I'm a honeybee. At that point, no matter how late it is in the nightclub, <laughs> no matter how dark, yeah. <laughs> I think you leave. <laughs> and you say, I'm done here. Yeah, I think I've had enough. Let, let's part ways and never speak again, please. Mm-hmm. And But no, Emily Blood says, that's okay. You be a honeybee. I'm still madly in love with you. Um, I'm still, oh, boys, I can't even think straight without you. Um, and so then they get into the car and it's just completely overlooked. And she's just like, you think you're a bee? And he goes, yeah. She and says then she crashes. She crashes the car. Um, and then they got the rain machine back in because it's clearly a very sunny day in Ireland. The only sunny day we probably have all year. And they've decided, fuck, we were planning on rain. Well, right. have to, we but, won't cha- but again, it's that AI generated script about Ireland. Because everyone's always like, oh, Ireland, it rains all the time and it changes weather at the drop of a hat and all this. And the AI interpreted it as that it's a blisteringly hot day with rain also. Because it's clearly, like, roasted. <laughs> like, it's really sunny. Oh, there's fucking steam coming off him, like. <laughs> and, and they just got the lad with the bucket again. <laughs> and, like, it's just throwing this fucking water at them because they have to be soaked. 
and this is the big moment they fall in love and they kiss and it's like oh wow and, and she and found the ring she found the ring the whole time and she was like oh it's a good luck sign and all this shit and when they kissed I, in my notes I have finally and then I just have Jay's let it end yeah please let this end but no 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 Connor because they need to he needs to pick her up and carry her off to the tree and then it cuts but and then sorry I was going to say um, the the rain machine by the way has to follow them yeah so like where it was raining a yard away when he steps out of that area it becomes sunny again and then the rain moves with them just in case just in case you didn't know that now they're not sad anymore they're happy mm. Uh, mm. and then the, the film ends then with they're all back in the pub right and I say they're all because it's in in the world in that universe. Oh, sorry. John Ham has met a lovely Irish woman on the plane, and they're now going to get together and have babies. He just sits on the plane, yeah. and this Irish woman talks to him, and now they're together forever. Yeah, and so they're all, they all show up in the pub. John Ham is there. Uh, the random woman from the pub earlier is there, and their dead well, they parents certain are there. They're dead parents. They only had a certain amount of actors. Yeah, I suppose so, but like you could have just got local townsfolk in. But they they they, they sing Wild Mountain Time and they sing it together, Connor. Mm. Jamie Dornan starts and then Emily Blunt comes up and they're all madly in love. And you know what's even worse? What? The bit that caught me off guard was they kissed in public. And I was thinking to myself, in an Irish pub, you think you're going to get up on stage and, 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 and shift your And misses. have a few kisses. No. Like... I, I, oh boys, that's rough. No. Irish people notoriously do not like public <laughs> displays of affection. Very true. But what would happen, and you know this, Connor, what would happen in an Irish pub, they kiss, and 40 lads in the crowd would all go, <laughs> way! <laughs> yes. And then Donald would come down and he'd get a terrible slagging. Oh, he would, oh, Donald would come drink You like your girlfriend. <laughs> way! <laughs> so. And that's how it ends, Connor. And then the credits roll and I think Emily Blunt's costume designer got a higher billing than Emily Blunt in this movie. (laughs) I think her costumes are lovely. Costumes are great. I I mean, Emily's costumes were the bright points of a movie that I think... I don't know if this... I think this gets thrown around a lot and I, I think it can be a bit of hyperbole. But I think this is genuinely the worst movie I've ever watched in my life. I think so too. I legitimately wish I had not seen this because it, worse than anything, it wasted my time. <laughs> like, like I can't think of a movie that I thought was worse. Like, I'm, I'm, we've done lots of, as as we said, like we've done lots of uh, like fan four stick, like. Yeah. Th- that's, but I wouldn't say that's the worst movie I've ever seen. I think this is actively offensively bad. Whereas yeah. Fan Four Six just a bit shite. Maybe maybe we're too close to it. That like yeah. it, it's like actively bad because w- we are Irish and we know what the country is like. I seen Americans giving this six out of ten. This is not a six out of ten movie. <laughs> this is like not even a, a, a three out of ten movie. This is. This might be a one out of ten, Connor. It's it's a zero of ten, surely. Well, well, you have to give a rating. And look, some of the set design was really nice. <laughs> yeah, the set designs of the fields. Yes, does did a lot of work for them there. But like, 
Sean, the cast. Sean, thank, thank God we never have to watch this again. Just due to the fact that I mean, I think our lives will be better if I just forget this ever happened. Yeah, and what's nice as well is we got it out of the way before St. Patrick's Day happened. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Because I don't think we could have done it, lads, quite honestly. Uh, I think we would have been excommunicated Sean, from Ireland. So what are we giving this out of wheat of X? Oh. Do you know what? It's an empty bowl for me, Connor. Mm. It's just, it's nothing. It's absolutely nothing to me. I think somebody served me a bowl of shit. <laughs> just a big bowl of like shit. actual shit. Milk? Do you have milk on it? or um, No milk, just a shamrock oh, on the shit. I see, I see. Mm. Okay, mm. okay, it's like, okay, it's like a, it's a shamrock shake, but it's like sour and somehow full of pepper and like, it. none of it works. None of it works together, but it's all packaged in this really appealing thing. Like of, oh, it's Irish, you know? And it's all shit. I just want to, I just want people to not think that this is what Ireland is like. If no. you if you want to see Ireland, I'd come to Ireland. Ireland's a nice spot. Yeah. Um, but I just this is not this is not it. No, no, this is not a, an accurate representation of Ireland. Even if it's not quote unquote made for the Irish, uh, even for American audiences, this is not Ireland. Like. There are. This reminded me of the Murder She Wrote episode when she came to Ireland. This reminds me of <laughs> Darby O'Gill and the Little People. <laughs> so, Sean, I think we need to end this and never speak of this again. Um, do you want to promote anything? Uh, pitch anything? God, uh, I just want to tell everyone that I hope you're happy. Um, yeah. This was legitimately because we 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 have trouble in reviews because we would rather like something than not like it. Mm. But this, it's it's irredeemable, I believe. No, I, I, I'm, I'm, my life is worse. Yeah, for having gone through this. I wish I hadn't seen this. I'll talk to people now and they'll say, "What did you do over the weekend?" Oh, I watched Wild Mountain Time. <laughs> so I, I think I think we don't need to promote the the Patreon or the Twitter or Instagram or anything like that. I think the best way to end the show, Sean, is the only way that I could end this possibly show is to say. Bye 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 Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.